I've got my blogger friends from the West Coast coming, and I'm going to give them the farm experience and put them to work picking apples. Then I'm going to make them a cozy campfire dinner. Fried cheesy pickles, my butternut bacon and apple hot dish, some gorgeous cream spinach, and my rich butterscotch pudding. Hey, this is me, Molly A. I'm a cookbook author and food blogger. This is my husband, Nick. And this is our home, our farm on the North Dakota, Minnesota border. The place where I eat, sleep, and breathe food. My food is a delicious mix of my Chinese and Jewish heritage and a taste of the Midwest. My blogger friends are visiting the farm for the first time, so I am treating them to my creamy butterscotch pudding. It's got notes of maple and nutmeg, and it's super smooth. It's gonna be delicious. To get started on the pudding, I'll melt a quarter cup of butter, a quarter cup of white sugar, half a cup of brown sugar, and then a quarter cup of maple syrup. It complements the butterscotch really nicely, and I'll balance out all that sugar with three quarters of a teaspoon of kosher salt. Now it's starting to bubble, so I'm gonna stop whisking, and I'm gonna cook it for about nine minutes until this turns a deep amber color, and it'll smell amazing. And these eggs will thicken up the pudding and make it really rich. I'm using three whole eggs and then two egg yolks, and the yolks just increase the amount of richness. I've got my eggs, now I'm gonna add two tablespoons of cornstarch to help it thicken even more. I'll whisk this to combine. I always think it's magic making butterscotch because it just starts out as sugar and butter. Okay, this butterscotch mixture is smelling so great. Let's put this pudding together. I've got my milk and cream here at room temperature, and I'm gonna add this directly to the butterscotch mixture, and it's gonna firm up, but I'm gonna continue to cook it so that it melts back down and gets smooth. And keeping the milk at room temperature helps the butterscotch dissolve into the milk more easily. It's also gonna make a scary noise, so just brace yourself for that. I have known my blogger friends for years. We have followed each other's blogs. We've traveled around together. And so they're close real life friends, but also we text all of the time. So they've never visited me here. I can't wait to show them the farm and the chickens and my cats and cook for them. It's gonna be great. The sugar has melted back down into the milk and cream. Next, I'm gonna temper my eggs with this hot milk mixture. And what that means is that it's just gonna help the eggs incorporate smoothly. I obviously don't wanna cook and scramble my eggs and get lumps. So adding a few ladlefuls of this mixture to the eggs while whisking, it's gonna prevent them from curdling once they get into the pudding mixture. So with one hand, I'm gonna whisk the eggs vigorously, and with the other, I'm gonna add a couple of ladlefuls of this hot mixture. Coordination is the name of the game. If you do, for some reason, find some lumps of cooked egg in your pudding, you can just press it through a fine mesh sieve to strain those out. And now I'm gonna add this egg mixture to the pot with the butterscotch. This is some gorgeous butterscotch color. This will cook the eggs, and as the eggs cook in, they will thicken the mixture. And during that time, I'm gonna whisk continuously so that it stays smooth. Mmm, smells so good. This is thick and gorgeous. I can see the path of the whisk as it goes through the pudding. That's how I know it's thick enough. Mmm, it's toasty, it's sweet. 
just how a pudding should be. I'm gonna take it off the heat and I'll add my spices. So I'm gonna add some cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla. These flavors are gonna add really nice warmth. It's gonna make it perfect for a post-apple picking treat. A teaspoon of vanilla, half a teaspoon of cinnamon, and some freshly grated nutmeg. I always buy whole nutmeg and then grate it in. The flavor is so much better that way. The cinnamon and nutmeg are adding so much depth to this flavor. I'll whisk to combine. At this point, if you wanted to eat it, you could, but I'm gonna pour it into cute glasses and let it set in the fridge to let it get even thicker. I'm gonna use a big measuring cup to help me pour the pudding into these glasses. They look so cute. Now I'll let these set for a couple of hours and then they're gonna be perfect puddings. The puddings have set for a couple of hours and now I'm gonna finish them off with fresh whipped cream, a sprinkle of cinnamon, and flaky salt because it's good and crunchy. My cream spinach with crispy cheese is such a reliable side and you don't ever have to go to the grocery store before you make it because it only uses staples that you probably already have in your house. I'm gonna start by making a cream sauce. I have an onion cooking here in some butter. And next I'm gonna chop up some garlic to add. I keep frozen spinach on hand in my freezer at all times. And the way that I make it really tasty and craveable is I add a lot of garlic and a lot of cheese. I'll mince up two cloves of garlic to add to my onions. And two is really the bare minimum you wanna add. Sometimes I add up to four if I'm really feeling sassy. Mmm, smells good. I'll stir this around and let it cook for about a minute or two. And now I'm gonna add a couple tablespoons of flour. And when that combines with the butter in the pan, that'll create a roux and that's gonna thicken my sauce. And while this cooks off, I am going to grab the creaminess, my heavy cream. Also, while I'm at it, I'll grab my cheese. A few tablespoons will be just enough. I'll stir it around until it thickens. I'm gonna add my spinach. It's frozen, it's thawed for a few minutes, but it still has a good deal of moisture in it. That's gonna help thin out this very thick mixture. I'm just breaking up the spinach with my spoon. I love having this cream spinach with just a thick slice of toast, maybe with a sausage on the side. This needs a few more minutes to cook down, and while that cooks, I'm gonna make my crispy cheese topping. I have my shredded cheddar here and a nonstick pan heating up. This is the easiest thing in the world. All I'm gonna do is drop little piles of cheese into the pan. Those are gonna melt down, and then when you remove them from the pan and they cool, they're gonna be a great crunchy cheesy topping. It also makes the kitchen smell like cheese, which is never a bad thing. They are getting golden brown and looking great. I'm gonna transfer them to a sheet pan. So I'm gonna use my mini offset spatula to scrape underneath it. And look, I barely have to work. It just comes right off of the pan. Oh, look at this. How gorgeous is that? It looks like cheesy lace. It's so pretty. I'll let these cool on my pan and then they're gonna get nice and crispy. Back to the spinach. So I have the rest of my cheddar cheese and I'm gonna sprinkle it all in. Honestly, any cheese works in this spinach. I use cheddar because it has a great sharp flavor. Parmesan would be great. Feta is amazing. Spinach and feta, match made in heaven. I'm gonna stir this around until it melts. I'll make sure to season it with some salt and pepper. I like a bunch of shakes of hot sauce. 
just load this thing up on flavor. It is thick and creamy and looking good. Now, my mom will not allow me to make cream spinach without adding a tiny bit of nutmeg. It makes the cream a little sweeter. It kind of rounds out the flavor. So I'm gonna add just a tiny bit of nutmeg right into my pot. And next, I'm gonna add a squeeze of lemon and brighten the whole thing up. I'm gonna have a quick taste to check for seasoning. Mm, needs a little more salt. And some more fresh pepper. Oh, this is gonna be so good. I never knew I could love spinach this much. And now to top it, I'll break up my cheese crunchies and put them right on top. Look how crispy they got. Mmm, yum. With every bite of creamy spinach, we're gonna get a nice hit of crunchy cheese. My friends are gonna love this. My blogger friends are all here. They're right on time to help me pick our apples for tonight's hot dish. Molly, what kind of apples are these? These are gala apples. Ooh. Yeah, good for baking. They're nice and firm and a little bit tart. They're gonna be perfect in the hot dish tonight. They're so beautiful. <laughs> Mmm. <laughs> okay, all right. Do you guys want to go meet the chickens? Yes! yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you want some apple? <gasps> oh While my, my blogger God. friends are playing with my animal friends, I'm getting going on the main dish for tonight's dinner. We get tons of apples on our trees this time of year, and one of my favorite ways of using them in a savory dish is with my butternut apple and bacon hot dish. It's essentially a delicious pan of butternut squash, apples, and bacon covered with biscuits. What could be better? So to start, I have some bacon crisping up in my pan, and I'm chopping up some onions that I'm gonna cook in the bacon fat. I'll transfer this bacon to a paper towel. It'll get nice and crispy that way. And that bacon fat is gonna infuse these onions with so much good flavor. And I'm gonna cook my onions in this bacon fat for about five minutes until they're soft. And meanwhile, I'll grab my squash and some thyme. I love the colors of this dish. There's the orange from the squash and little green flecks from the thyme, and the purple onions are great, and it's perfect for a fall day. My favorite way of taking the leaves off of thyme is to hold a stem by the end and strip off all the leaves in one swoop. I really like using butternut squash because it's slightly sweet, and it kind of bridges the gap between the really sweet apples and the salty bacon, and it just provides a hearty bed for all of this deliciousness. Now I'm gonna add my squash, and this is such a hearty vegetable that it will take some time to soften. And the thyme, and some fresh black pepper. And always with butternut squash, I like to add a little bit of heat, and so a few pinches of crushed red pepper will do the trick. And I'm gonna toss this in with my onions and let the squash start to soften about seven minutes. Mmm, it's smelling so good. The first time I ever learned about a hot dish was when I moved to the farm, and I quickly fell in love because it is everything you could ever want when it's 40 degrees below zero. It's the type of thing that turns up at potlucks, or you make it for a friend if they've just had a baby or they're going through a rough time. So if someone makes you a hot dish, it means they love you. While this happens, I'm gonna chop up my apples. These are my beautiful apples from the tree out back. I'm just cubing up two apples that are not too sweet and pretty sturdy, so they hold up when they're baking. So I am taking a liberty here. Typically a hot dish is made with a cream soup, 
I'm not doing that with this, but trust me, when that butternut squash cooks down, it's gonna be so creamy and rich that you won't even miss it. Next, I'm gonna add some stock and some dry white wine to pump up this flavor. I'm gonna add about a quarter cup of it. And I'll add a cup of stock, which will add nice flavor. Okay, I've been smelling this bacon this whole time. I have to chop it up now and taste it. Apples and bacon are just one of those salty sweet combinations that I love. Okay, just have to make sure it's okay. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna add this to the pot now. Mm. There's so much autumnal goodness in this dish. It's like sweater weather in food form. Every hot dish needs a good starchy topping. So I'm gonna let this simmer for about 15 minutes and in that time, I'm gonna make biscuits to go all over the top. The bottom is gonna soak up all the flavors of the squash of bacon and apples and the tops are gonna get crispy. It's like a savory cobbler. It's gonna be the best thing ever. I'll get started with my two cups of flour, two teaspoons of baking powder and three quarters of a teaspoon of salt to a food processor. I'll pulse to combine and then I'll drop in 14 tablespoons of unsalted butter that is cold and cubed. I'll pulse that until it's small and pea-sized. And then I'll drizzle in a quarter cup of heavy cream and continue to pulse until the mixture is combined. I'll turn it out onto a floured surface, roll it out to half inch thick, and cut out my biscuits. This is gonna be a work of biscuit art. Now the biscuits will go on top of the hot dish. They'll get brushed with egg wash, sprinkled with pepper, and the whole thing will get baked at 425 for 20 minutes. You want it? <laughs> My fried cheesy pickles are an homage to the best late night food in town at the Toasted Frog. They're dill pickle spears wrapped in Havarti cheese and deep fried in an egg roll wrapper. Three ingredients that when they combine produce magic. I'm gonna drain some dill pickle spears, which are extra crisp. And I always hold on to my pickle brine because that's a great ingredient, especially in salad dressings. I'll dump these onto some paper towels so that they can dry. We do not want any soggy, cheesy pickles. And now I've got some Havarti cheese here, which melts so nicely in these. And also adds kind of a caramel flavor that goes great with the pickles. And all I'll do is wrap a slice of cheese around a pickle spear. And now I'll take an egg roll wrapper. And these egg roll wrappers are really easy to find at the grocery store in the refrigerated section. And I'm gonna place it down in a diamond shape. And I'll place the cheesy pickle on top. And then I'm gonna roll it up, starting from the bottom. And then I'm gonna wet the edges with some water, which will help it seal shut. I'm gonna fold the edges in toward the center and then continue rolling until they're all rolled up in a perfect little roll. How easy was that? They are ready to fry. I have a couple inches of canola oil heating in my pan, and then I'm gonna fry these until they're golden brown and crisp on all sides. Now I can't get enough of pickles, especially when they're wrapped in cheese and deep fried in an egg roll wrapper. And not just because I'm preggers. <laughs> these are looking great. They are golden and crisp. I'm gonna transfer these to a wire wrap so they can cool slightly, and then I'm gonna fry up the rest of my pickles. I really cannot wait to eat these. And now I'm gonna mix up my sriracha ranch dipping sauce for these. It's exactly what it sounds like. Ranch dressing, and then I'm gonna add sriracha to taste. 
Now it's time to cut these, and it's important to cut them on a bias. And now you've got almost like a spoon for the sauce. I've got to taste these. They are crispy and cheesy, and that pickle in the middle is so juicy. These are so, so good. My hot dish should be just about ready. It looks beautiful, and it smells amazing. My friends are gonna love it. I've got hot dish, you guys. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I want an extra crispy biscuit. Okay. Oh my gosh, those flavors. It tastes like Thanksgiving. It's just, <laughs> oh my gosh. What do you think of the spinach, Nick? I could eat this all day, three times a day. <laughs> so much cheesy goodness. People come from far and wide just for these cheesy pickles. I believe it. Did you save room for dessert? Yes. Oh these are butterscotch puddings. Cute. They're adorable. <laughs> this is the best pudding I've ever had. To pudding. To pudding. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.